0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, As the Father loves me, so I also love you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, love one another as I love you. No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a slave does not know what his master is doing. I have called you friends because I have told you everything I have heard from my Father. It was not you who chose me, but I who chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit that will remain. So that whatever you ask the Father in my name, He may give you. This, I command you: love one another. The Gospel of the Lord. To you, Lord Jesus Christ. This is one of those Sundays when I really wish Catholics would bring their Bibles to church because the context for that reading that Barbara read for us is so important. And the way it's cut up in the lectionary, we only hear bits and pieces of the story, and we don't get that full picture of what happens and what led up to that dramatic event that we heard in the Acts of the Apostles. So let me give you a little bit of that background, that backstory. The first important thing to know is that God set that up. It was all God's doing. We have this uh, Roman centurion, an army officer, pretty proud and pretty powerful, who lived in Jerusalem, but he was also had a compassionate heart. And he reached out to his um, Jewish people who lived in the area that he was in charge of. And he was a man of prayer to a God he didn't really know. And then God sends an angel to Cornelius and says, Send your men, three of your men, to go get Peter because you need to hear what Peter has to say. So off goes, he sends his men off to go get Peter. Meanwhile, Peter is preaching to the Jews and not to the Gentiles. So only the Jews were hearing the message about Jesus and how Jesus was the Jewish Messiah and how Jesus rose from the dead. And then God sends him a vision. And it's a vision of food that comes down several times and uh, God tells Peter to eat. And Peter says, no, I'm not going to eat any unclean food. But God says, eat. Do not not eat what I have made clean. And then he says, a man from, you're going to get summoned to go visit Cornelius. And he goes downstairs and the men are there waiting and they set him up. Two visions set this encounter up. Two men of prayer are brought together. Peter gets to Cornelius' house, and that's where that reading that we heard picks up. And Cornelius falls down and worships Peter almost. And Peter says, Get up, I'm only a man. Now remember, this is a powerful military centurion for the Romans getting down on his knees before Peter, a Jew who is in in the occupied territory. But Peter says, get up, I'm only a man. And then he looks around, and Cornelius has all his household gathered. And he says, okay, I'm going to preach. I'm going to preach the gospel that I've been preaching to my Jewish brothers and sisters, to you. And he says, I see that what God has declared clean or acceptable... Remember his vision? What God has declared clean or acceptable, I have no right not to do. So he begins to preach the gospel. And that's the part in the lectionary that's cut out. There's several verses that we don't hear today, but he basically tells them the story, the core story of what we believe, that Jesus came To forgive our sins. He came to save the world. This Jewish Messiah came into the world to save all people. And he died on the cross because we killed him. Because we couldn't believe that message of love and forgiveness. Then he says that God rose Jesus from the dead to bring new life. And he appointed me, Peter, to come and to preach that good news to you so that you can know that God loves you and that God sets you free from sin and that God wants you to live with him forever. That's the message that Peter delivers. But amazingly, while he's speaking to this Gentile community, this community he would never expect anything to happen with he would expect jeers he would expect laughter he would expect them to say take your jewish messiah and get out of here but that's not what happens that's not what happens god works in an unexpected way the holy spirit comes upon those gentiles And they began praying and speaking in tongues and working miracles. And it's very clear to Peter that God is doing something with these people, even though Peter would expect nothing of the sort. See, God set this up. God set this up. Jesus is not just the Jewish Messiah. He's not just for us. He's not just for a small group of people. He is for all people throughout the world. And his message that Peter proclaimed is for all people. And that Holy Spirit is going to surprise us as we go. This is the beginning of a huge controversy in the early church. It actually leads to the first ecumenical council when all the apostles get together because the question was can people who aren't Jewish be Christian? Can people who aren't Jewish be Christian? And Peter stands up and says, yes, I've seen God work in people that I would never expect to see it. See, Peter wakes up. Now, the church has cut this gospel down to its bare bare bones, this section from Acts of the Apostles, because it wants us to take one message away wants us to take one message away. It's that power of the gospel is for all people. Or another way to put it, probably the clearest way to put it is, the Holy Spirit is not our property, but we are the property of the Holy Spirit. See, we don't make the Holy Spirit work. All we can do is watch the Holy Spirit work. And that may seem kind of abstract, kind of out there, but think about this. The Holy Spirit can fall upon anybody at any time. God can work through anyone at any time. And he chooses most often to work where we least expect him. The Holy Spirit tends to show up in people we do not expect the Holy Spirit to show up with. That was the message that Peter got. We don't control the Spirit, we're the property of the Holy Spirit. So let's make that just a little bit concrete. Where could the Holy Spirit be moving right now? Where could the Holy Spirit be moving? In the church up the street? Yeah. Yeah, the Holy Spirit could be moving there. Or in your neighbor who doesn't go to church? Yes. The Holy Spirit could be moving there. Or in those protesters who are out in the streets? Yes or in the police who are keeping us safe, yes, the Holy Spirit cannot be contained. And our job, our challenge, is to find the movements of the Spirit, to find where the Holy Spirit is active. And sometimes, like Peter, it's really obvious to us And sometimes it's less obvious to us. But that's our call. Because God is working in unexpected ways in our world. He is a God of surprises. And his gospel is for all people. So we come together today with Luke, who's a child who the Holy Spirit is upon. And you will experience the body of the Lord and the Holy Spirit in a way tonight that will enlighten us all. Because that's how God works through children, through families, through communities. Our job is not to contain the Holy Spirit or to manipulate the Holy Spirit, but to allow the Holy Spirit to come upon us through ourselves, and wherever the Holy Spirit is active. Just a little concrete thing that might be helpful for you. You'll see some flyers on the way out for this Common Ground initiative. And here in Appleton, St. Thomas More is part of an organization called Common Ground, which is a number of churches in our area and civic leaders trying to make Appleton a better place. And we have the Golden Rule Project, which we've begun. And it has three things that can help us listen to one another in a way that we can listen for the Holy Spirit. Listen deeply for the movements of the Holy Spirit. Several community conversations are coming up. The first one is on Thursday, May 27th. They're online now because we're still uh, COVID, but... There's details about that. You can sign up and register for that. Us to come together to have a community conversation with facilitated small groups. There's also a more intense way to do this. Dialogue circles. You can sign up and be grouped with six to eight other people, and you'll meet for six months, about once a month, to really get to know each other, to really listen deeply To one another's experience and maybe be surprised by the Holy Spirit or there's the Superman approach the most challenging but maybe the most rewarding where you'll be paired up when you sign up you'll be paired up with one other person who is significantly different than you maybe you're a Republican they're a Democrat maybe you're black and they're white Whatever it is, there's a difference. And you walk together for six months listening to one another and maybe being surprised by the Holy Spirit, that God of surprises. See, Jesus gives us a really clear mandate in the Gospel today. Love one another. And when we do that, the Holy Spirit can come upon us and upon that another who we're with. And we can be transformed and our world can become the kingdom of God by the grace of God.